What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellow Podcast. Lucas hanging out with you today. I hope you all have been having a great start to your weekend. And we want to apologize for missing yesterday's episode. Uh, it was a little miscommunication on our end. Cameron's been down and out all week. He's been he's been pretty sick by the sounds of it, which we totally understand. We hope we're getting better, brother. Um, but Tyler and I totally miscommunicated on that. We only recorded one episode earlier this week. I didn't have time to get another one done later this week. And I had thought those two were going to do it. All that to say, on today's episode, we're going to mash together a start sit Saturday with a week seven game preview. And we'll we'll get some player props in there too and, and whatnot. But uh, this might actually work out better for this week, mostly because of the bipocalypse we're experiencing, right? With seven teams on by and a lot of them carrying some elite fantasy producers, right? Cowboys, Chargers, Vikings, just to name a few. The Steelers are missing out on Deontay and Najee this week. Lots of people on by. Less games to preview, but still, nonetheless, uh, it might help us click through things a little bit faster. And because of the bipocalypse, you're probably forced to start some people you don't want to anyway. So hopefully we can help you kind of weed out who you who you can start over who if you're kind of restricted with options or or whatnot there as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling the effects of the bipocalypse for sure. Uh, in our dynasty league, uh, I, <laughs> I'm i forced to start Miles Sanders this week. And if you've been listening to this podcast since the birth of it earlier this summer, right? We have, we have been anti-Miles Sanders from the get-go, right? Uh, and I've been seeing, right, like typically on TikTok, uh, you get your buy low, sell high videos every single week, right? Where people just drop a bunch of stats and it's like buy low on this guy because of this. I've been seeing far too many people saying that Miles Sanders is a buy low candidate right now. Uh, and and then right from a, from a dynasty perspective, it's different, right? Like, but this is for redraft leagues, right? Like people saying you should buy low on Miles Sanders and like everybody is saying it, right? So first let me say like, he's not a buy low if everybody, <laughs> if everybody wants Miles Sanders. Uh, if, if you're a Miles Sanders owner in a redraft league and you're getting a bunch of low ball offers, I would demand full price. If people really want to buy him that badly, tell him to give you a better price. Have them bid each other up, right? <laughs> like the purpose of a buy low, uh, look, everybody can't have the same buy low. There's, mul- there's a multitude of buy low guys. And everyone has the same buy low guy. He's no longer a buy low candidate. So I need to get that out of the way. But secondly, are we just starting to invest uh, in coach speak? Like it's gospel. Because like, there's some things I'm willing to buy, right? There's some things I'm willing to invest in, right? Like with the Lions backfield this off season, when they say they really like Jamal Williams, they go as far as listing him as like a one, a kind of back, right? That stuff scares me when they get that serious. All Nick Sirianni said was, we need to feed him more. Well, no duh, man. But I don't know if you're actually going to feed him more, Nick Sirianni, because if you're a good NFL coach and you look at the advanced stats, they're not great for Miles Sanders. And people are saying, oh, they're, they're going to feed him the ball more. They're going to feed him the ball more. I don't care. Because currently he's tied for running back five. I'm being tackled for a loss. 
And by that, he's been tackled for a loss a lot. And there's this bogus stat that people have been throwing out there, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, he's had positive yards on 98.5% of his carries. Cool. Miles Sanders could run 10 times and have 10 yards, and all of his rushes would have gone for positive one yard. That stat means nothing. I don't care about that stat. I care if he's being tackled for a loss. When he's not gaining yardage on his attempts. Um, the few that there have been. He's currently running back five there. He's been tackled for a loss nine times. For reference, the leader is Derrick Henry with 13. And let me quick pull up how many more attempts Derrick Henry has than Miles Sanders. Derrick Henry has 162 attempts. To Miles Sanders, 57. He triples the amount of carries Miles Sanders has. And he only has four more tackles for a loss. That's not good. But Lucas, he has big play potential. That's the people. Lucas, he's got big play potential. Yeah, sure, we said that last year, but this year he hasn't had a rush longer than 30 yards. He has zero rushes for more than 30 yards this year. Here's a list of players who have more 30-yard rushes or more than Miles Sanders this year. Javante Williams, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, Tyson Williams, Phil Lindsay, just to name a few. Ugh. Those, those guys have more big play potential, man. Miles Sanders killing it this year in that department. Zero rushes longer than 30 yards. And here's the kicker, okay? Because the other stat that people would use then is like, oh, well, he's averaging 4.7 yards per carry. He's really good there. Yeah, but he's only averaging 1.3 yards per carry after contact. Here's a list of players that are averaging more yards per carry after contact than Miles Sanders this year. Naeem Hines, 1.6 yards after contact. Malcolm Brown, 1.7 yards after contact. Devonta Freeman, 1.8 yards after contact. Tevin Coleman, 1.9 yards after contact. I'm going to keep going just to bury this. Mark Ingram, two yards after contact. Cordero Patterson who hardly runs the football, 2.2 yards after contact. Damian Harris, 2.3 after 2.3 yards after contact. And Tyson Williams again, 2.6 yards after contact. Do more big play opportunities and more opportunities to enhance your stats come with more volume? Yes, of course they do. But if you look at the running stats, they're horrendous. It doesn't need to come in the run game for Miles Sanders. You want to know why? Because he's currently running back four in reception yards after contact with 63. The leader there, let me pull that up again quick. The leader in that category is Najee Harris with 107. Leonard Fournette with 88. Antonio Gibson with 86. Cordero Patterson with 85. Then Miles Sanders with 63. He's been great in the passing game so far this year. He's been getting decent volume there. I don't think the answer for the Eagles and getting the ball in Miles Sanders' hands more has to come in the run game because then you're just taking it out of your best playmaker's hands, who's Jalen Hurts. Why don't you put the ball in both of their hands? There's been a lot of success there so far. And I know I'm starting to like speak positive of Miles Sanders, and it's not really even speaking positive because I'm going to get to that something else in a second here, but DeAndre Swift only has 65 rushes on the year. That's eight more than Miles Sanders. Only eight. And DeAndre Swift is running back seven right now. 
And you want to know why? Because he has double the amount of targets and receptions as Miles Sanders. What if you just upped his passing game involvement? It's not difficult. But here's the thing. Okay, right. I say all that and I say, here, Eagles, I have the solution for you because his advanced rushing stats are awful. They are garbage. They should not be looked at. That's why Miles Sanders sucks. But, as a football player. But, I don't trust the Eagles whatsoever to figure that out. I expect them to just say, Jalen, why don't you just turn around and hand the football off instead? Instead of instead of rushing for touchdowns to keep us in games, why don't we why don't we have him hand the ball off to Miles Sanders 15 times a game with his terrible advanced rushing stats? I don't think the Eagles can figure that out, honestly. And and because of that, and I can I think I can speak for Cameron and Tyler here as well. We are still one thousand percent out on Miles Sanders. Matter of fact, I think the only player I would willingly trade for Miles Sanders right now in redraft leagues is Miles Gaskin to put some value on it, right? What player are you going to buy low on Miles Sanders with? Realistically, are you going to give up your running back three to acquire Miles Sanders? Your running back three has probably been better than Miles Sanders so far this year. Get off the Miles Sanders train. I don't understand why. We we go through this every single year. It's literally this time every year. Oh, we're not worried about Miles Sanders. We're not worried about Miles Sanders. He has this one big game. Yeah, Miles Sanders. And then he sucks again. So why are we buying into it again? I'll believe it when I see it for more than one breakout game. Because that's all he's had thus far. Week one, 17.9 fantasy points. After that, below 10 every single game. Don't fall for the trap that is Miles Sanders. And that ends my rant. Cameron, I did my best for you there. But I also needed to twist in some positives because I did see a solution there. And I feel like it did need to be addressed. But... At any rate, let's get to our week seven games this week. And literally how this is going to go, we're just going to list a game. I'm going to list a game. Uh, Chat through some of the players you're obviously starting, right? But then we're going to, I want to touch on a few people that you can either start or sit uh, based on people that we've already decided who we've made um, starts at decisions on this week. Excuse me. Decisions. That was a mouthful. Let's start with the Chiefs and Titans. You're obviously starting all the Chiefs. This Titans defense is horrendous. They're allowing the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And they're, and they're up there for quarterbacks. I don't remember off the top of my head. So you're starting Mahomes. You're starting Tyreek. You're starting Kelsey. You're starting Darrell Williams. Titans haven't been that great against the run either. On the other side of the football, though, for the Titans, obviously you're starting Derrick Henry. You're starting A.J. Brown. But honestly, I don't know if you need to feel the urge to start Ryan Tannehill this week, even in an incredible matchup where the Chiefs are allowing, I believe it's the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks because Washington is number one. Chiefs are allowing the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And I think we think you can sit Ryan Tannehill this week. Because the reality is they just, they don't need Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball. 
Like when Derrick Henry has 167 rushing attempts, you don't, you don't need Derrick Henry to touch the football or you don't need Ryan Tannehill to throw the football. We saw that last week. Ryan Tannehill only had 13.8 fantasy points. AJ Brown outscored him. So AJ Brown can still see success. Even when Ryan Tannehill doesn't see success. Why wouldn't they just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry? Because the Chiefs aren't that great against the run either. So I think Ryan Tannehill can still safely be on your bench this week and probably another favorable game for Derrick Henry where he'll just run all over this Chiefs defense. Let's talk about the Washington football team at the Packers next. Washington football team worst defense in the league, and that's not just an opinion. That's just fact. They are the worst defense in the league right now. Maybe with the exception to Houston, but on all fronts, in terms of receiving and rushing and points allowed to quarterbacks, Washington is the worst. So you're starting Aaron Rodgers because it's bipocalypse. You you have you kind of have to start Aaron Rodgers, but he's a must start in this matchup. You're starting Devontae Adams every single week. You're starting Aaron Jones every single week. But you can sit Robert Tunney. And we're going to go through this exercise again because I still don't think some of y'all have listened to me. You can drop Robert Tunyon. You can drop him. He is not usable in fantasy. So say it with me. I can drop Robert Tunyon. Say it again. I can drop Robert Tunyon. One more time. I can drop Robert Tunyon. That has been your Robert Tunyon therapy session with Lucas. Other side of the football, look, Taylor Heineke is a tough start. Too inconsistent. Antonio Gibson may not even play, right? If J.D. McKissick, uh, if Antonio Gibson does miss and J.D. McKissick is the starter, fire J.D. McKissick up by all means. Uh, He's a smash play this week if that happens. Terry McLaurin, you're kind of forced to start. Again, by Apocalypse, there aren't many better options out there, and you're not going to bench him for a guy like Tyler Lockett, T. Higgins, right? You're going to keep Terry McLaurin in your lineup. So only, only player we're really advising you to sit that we're, that we're very uh, emphatic on in this game is Robert Tunyon. And like I said, you can just drop him at this point. Move on to the Bengals at Ravens. Again, you're starting Lamar Jackson every single week. Uh, Hollywood Brown currently wide receiver six. He better be in your lineup. I don't care what the matchup is. You don't bench a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football. Marquise Brown is in your lineup. Devonta Freeman's leading the charge for the Ravens this week with Latavius Murray ruled out for the game. I don't think you need to start Devonta Freeman this week. Matter of fact, I don't know if you should. The Bengals have been more stingy against the run this year than we've anticipated. So in terms of the Ravens, uh, oh, Mark Andrews. Duh, Lucas, come on. Remember the tight end, man. Mark Andrews, absolutely smash play for Mark Andrews still too. Other side of the football, uh, look, bye weeks are tough. If you have the choice between like Matt Ryan, Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, Tua Tagovailoa, and Joe Burrow, those are the three that I've been stuck on this week. Because I like Joe's talent the most. I hate his matchup the most, however. 
Matt Ryan and two are basically interchangeable because their defenses are both just horrendous. So look, Joe Burrow can find his way into your lineup. It's the bipocalypse. You might have to play Joe Burrow. You're starting Jamar Chase. It's a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. You don't just bench those. You're starting Joe Mixon. Top 12 running back. You don't just bench those. However, I think you can sit T Higgins this week. And here's why. Since his week five return, he's only had 76 receiving yards total and no touchdowns. Like Jamar Chase might have become the man in T Higgins' absence. And I've, I've been ridiculed for this take on TikTok already. People are saying T's going to put up 15 to 20 this week against the Ravens. Allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year? 15 to 20? Nah. Sell. <laughs> I'll sell. I'll sell that like no tomorrow. I think Jamar Chase is the guy now in Cincy. I think T. Higgins can safely be on your bench this week if you if you have the affordability to, if you can afford to put him on your bench. CJ Uzoma is an interesting play this week only because tight ends are thin probably with the Bipocalypse. Well, they are thin with the Bipocalypse. That's what I should say. So if you need a streamer, CJ Uzoma is an interesting option, though I don't think you should force your way, force him into your lineup by any means. Let's go through the Panthers at Giants. A lot of people on both sides of the football here. Sam Darnold's an interesting streaming option this week. If guys like Burrow, Matt Ryan, Tua Tagovailoa aren't available in your league, I think Sam Darnold's a fine option. Though I prefer Matt Ryan, Tua, and Joe Burrow to Sam Darnold this week. You're starting DJ Moore. You can't start Robbie Anderson. But a guy you can start, Chuba Hubbard. And this Giants defense just got annihilated by Daryl Henderson Jr. last week. Good news is that the Panthers want to run the ball more. So that's great news for the running back 15 in the last two weeks here. Giants are allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to running backs. I think the matchup is great for Chuba if they want to feed him the ball more. Look, having the ball in Sam Darnold's hands hasn't proved to be successful, right? They're, they're three and three without McCaffrey. So I think they should be putting the ball in Chuba's hands more in the run game. I think I think that's a very fair assessment and uh, solution to their uh, offensive issues. But Chuba, I, I think Chuba's a smash play this week. I think he uh, has top 12 upside this week with how many running backs are on by. So absolutely get Chuba into your lineup. And I can't remember if I mentioned DJ Moore, you're starting DJ Moore. Uh, no questions asked there. On the other side of the ball, you have the Giants. And the, I think you can start Devontae Booker in this game too. I have mixed opinions. Because this Carolina defense hasn't looked great the past few weeks, right, against the run. But, but, Carolina's still allowing, uh, I believe it is the fifth fewest point, or second fewest points per game to running backs this season. But the other thing is that Devontae Booker could have had 16 plus fantasy points if Elijah Penny didn't steal his TD last week, right? This Giants offense still depleted of weapons. Booker's one of the only reliable options they have. And chances are you have to start him this week anyways because there are so many running backs on by. 
So I think Devontae Booker can safely be in your lineup this week. I've been going back and forth, but I think I think Devontae Booker can find a spot in your lineup this week. However, the helm of that offense, Daniel Jones, I think you could sit him this week. And I don't know if there's any like hard statistical evidence I can give you to back this up, but he hasn't looked great the past few weeks. And after a hot three week, first three weeks for the Panthers, I'm sure they're tired of getting beat up on defense. And this is a prime game to get back into rhythm, to get back at, at a struggling quarterback who seemed to look great the first three games of the season. Now that these, these past three games, he's just looked, he's cooled off to say the least, maybe even be nice about it. Uh, a lot of better streaming options than Daniel Jones this week. And if you will get to in this next game, Falcons at the Dolphins, you can start both quarterbacks in this game. You can start two attack of Iloa. The Falcons are allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. I think it's fair to argue, too, is your best streaming option this week. It's not hard to look good against Jacksonville, but he looked pretty dang good against Jacksonville last week. However, on the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan. Dolphins have allowed 21 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. And the two weeks prior to their bye, the Falcons' bye week, Matt Ryan had 21-plus fantasy points in those two games as well. Uh, look, again, this is a brutal bye week for QBs, and I'm guessing you're going to need to stream somebody. If it's not Tua, it better be Matt Ryan. If it's not Matt Ryan, it better be Tua. I think you can interchange those two. I think they are your two best streaming options at quarterback this week. In terms of the guys they'll be throwing the ball to, you can start Calvin Ridley. You're starting him every week. Kyle Pitts, I think he has to be in your lineup with how many tight ends are on by this week. But Jalen Waddle needs to be in your lineup. He is a smash play this week. He's seen six-plus targets in four out of the last five games. He's got a great matchup with Atlanta here. Falcons have had five wide receivers score at least 16-plus fantasy points in their five games this year. If it's not Mike Gusecki, it's Jalen Waddell. And I think he's a smash play against this Atlanta defense this week. Jalen Waddell should be in your lineup. Devontae Parker's an interesting one. I think he's a little bit more of a desperation play. Jalen Waddell's number one. I think Mike Gusecki's the number two. I like Devontae Parker as the player. I don't know if I like him as an option this week only because I don't, uh, this Dolphins team is just really bad. Okay. I don't want to have to pick Dolphins players every single week, but this matchup is too good for Tua and Jalen. So maybe if you're desperate, I think you can start Devontae Parker and feel fine about it, but you're certainly not feeling super duper confident in it either. Let's move on to the Jets and Patriots now. And this is just an ugly game for fantasy starts and sets, right? Like, it's just ugly. There's not a lot of star-studded fantasy players on either of these teams. You're starting Damian Harris. This Jets run defense is awful. Um, I don't know if you can safely start Mac Jones, nor do I know if he's even worth considering in your league. In a deeper league, you're probably going to have to consider him. Two QB leagues, you'll probably have to consider him, but... Corey Davis is a guy you can start this week, I think. 
even though Bill Belichick loves to terrorize rookie QBs, I this Patriots secondary has gotten lit up the past two weeks. And frankly, with the bipocalypse, like you might not have any other choice. Like your choice might be Corey Davis or KJ Osborne, right? Or or Jalen Rager if he's available, if he's on your roster still, right? I'm thinking of guys who are on my teams that I would potentially like Corey Davis or Amon Ross St. Brown. Like these are the guys we're talking about, right? I, I, you start Corey Davis. You have to, you just have to. It's not like the Patriots secondary has been like locked down. I understand Bill Belichick loves to terrorize rookie QB. Zach Wilson already sucked against Belichick this year, right? I just, I think you kind of have to start Corey Davis this week. But the one guy you can feel great about starting this week, Hunter Henry. He's been tight end six the last three weeks. And the Jets are allowing 16 fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. Hunter Henry, smash play for your lineup this week. I feel like I got to start using something else. I've used smash play at least five times in this episode already. In terms of other Patriots pass catchers, though, I think you can sit Jacoby Myers. The Jets are along the second fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year. They're weak against the run. So teams have just been running the ball all over them. Why would teams go to the outside? And frankly, this Jets secondary is much more stingy than people are giving it credit for. I've also had people say this is an L take on our TikTok. I've also had people say it's because Jacoby Myers is going to score a touchdown this week, which has just become a funny trend. And I'm, I'm here for it, right? Like, I, I respond to those people. If Jacoby Myers scores a touchdown this week, like, we will legitimately throw a party because of it. So, I, I just not a great matchup for Jacoby Myers. Not a great one. I, I think he can safely be on your bench. <clears throat> and because, excuse me, because you're starting Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith can be on your bench as well. He might even be dropping ball at this point, honestly. Been better than Robert Tunyon, though. So, he's got that going for him at least. Let's move on to the Eagles and Raiders. You're starting Jalen Hurts. You're kind of forced to the bipocalypse, but also the dude is a top six quarterback. You don't you start top six quarterbacks. End of story. Doesn't matter how good their NFL lines are, you start them in fantasy. Because he's a top six fantasy quarterback. Then you can start the guy who'll be throwing to, Devonta Smith. Raiders have allowed 45.3 fantasy points. Or they, excuse me, they haven't. They did allow in the first game without John Gruden. I forgot to read the rest of the context here on my note. The Raiders allowed 45.3 fantasy points to Broncos wide receivers last week. And then the counter argument to that is, well, but, but Lucas, they shut down, they shut down the Los Angeles Chargers earlier this year. Yeah, but Cortland Sutton and company aren't as talented as Mike Evans and, or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen who the Raiders shut down for 16 fantasy points, by the way. That's the exact amount of points. I don't think this Raiders secondary is, like, they're good. But I don't get how Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick can tear you up for 45.3 fantasy points. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can only go for 16.6 total. I think you you can safely start Devonta Smith this week. Uh, I think without John Gruden there, I wonder if Ty might have turned on their defense a little bit. But here might be one of my favorite plays of this week. Dallas 
Goddard. And you want to know why? Because Dallas Goddard without Zach Ertz in town now means more fantasy points. That's simple math, boys and girls. Mental math. That's the that's the word I was trying to use there. Mental math. That is mental math, boys and girls. Also helps that the Raiders are allowing the six most fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. But I love Dallas Goddard this week. He's probably one of my favorite starts of the week. Get him in your lineup if you if you have him. We haven't talked about any Raiders players. I think Josh Jacobs is worth starting this week. This Philly run defense is just awful, right? Got torched by Leonard Fournette last week. I think I think they'll find much more success on the ground than they will in the air. Darren Waller will have a nice week, though. Eagles are weak over the middle. Um, that the, the middle of the field is where they struggle, right? Like Darius Slay against Henry Ruggs. You got to Henry Henry Ruggs isn't startable. Hunter Renfro, maybe I wouldn't feel great about it. I wouldn't go out of my way to start him. I, uh, Derek Carr, I don't know. I don't love him this week. Again, I'd still rather have a Matt Ryan, a Tua. I'd even go as far as saying Joe Burrow. I don't know how many Raiders you can actually start this week. Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller are your only two locks, I think. So, smash play, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, and get him in your lineup. And Josh Jacobs, too, you can get him in your lineup. Move on to the Lions at the Rams. Look, you're starting DeAndre Swift. You're not starting anybody else on the Lions. That's it. DeAndre Swift is the only playable Lions player right now. Rams, you're playing Matthew Stafford this week with the Bipocalypse. You're playing Cooper Cup. You're probably playing Robert Woods because you have to. It's also a good matchup for Robert Woods. You're starting Daryl Henderson. My goodness, this Lions run defense is bad. Though that's what keeps teams in games, so I think DeAndre Swift is actually like a top seven play this week. I don't know. Maybe he's a top five. I think I have him as a top five play. I think I'm as running back four. So he's a top five play for me. But I think you can sit Tyler Higby, and it's just a game script thing. Teams have just gone run heavy against the Lions. And again, why I will never understand, because that just keeps them in games. But this could be a massive Daryl Henderson Jr. game, who, again, top five play this week. Smash top five play. I think Tyler Higby's odd man out this week. That's the reality of it. So you're probably forced to start Tyler Higby, but just dampen your expectations on him a little bit. I think that's all I really need to say about this game because the starts and sits are pretty dang obvious. So we'll move on to the Bears and Buccaneers. Fire up all Tampa Bay players. Fire up Mike Evans, fire up Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown's probably out this week. So that gives them even more relevance. If you got Gronk, if Gronk is back this week, I should probably check the injury report on Gronk. I haven't been able to do that. At any rate, if Gronk plays, fire him up as well. Fire up Tom Brady. Fire up Leonard Fournette. Those are all guys who have to be in your lineup this week. Just You have to start the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players every single week. They're that good, okay? Bench every single Bears player. Every single one of them. Like, in my notes here, I have Khalil Herbert. You should bench, right? Because Damian Williams is, I believe, out. 
But you got to bench all of these Bears players because they are not usable. Darnell Mooney, maybe you can make the you can make the the case for Darnell Mooney this week. But do you really trust Justin Fields, fantasy and NFL wise, against arguably the best, the second best defense in football? That Bills defense is really good, even though they just got torched by Derrick Henry. Maybe we're back to the Buccaneers being the best defense. At any rate. Tampa Bay is only allowing 42.3 rushing yards per game to running backs. Yikes. That is a capital yikes. You cannot start Khalil Herbert this week. Again, people all up in our TikTok comments. Oh, you're wrong on Khalil Herbert, man. He's got some juice right now. So? Is Juice a trackable stat? You want another trackable stat? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have only allowed one rushing touchdown to running backs this year. That ain't good. By those numbers, you're banking. You're begging for Khalil Herbert to find the end zone. I just think this game is so ugly for the Bears. I think the Bucs just steamroll them in this game. So I... Bench all the Bears players, specifically bench Khalil Herbert this week against this just astounding Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense. So we went to the Texans and the Cardinals. Uh, you're starting Brandon Cooks, right? Volume play every single week. No other Texas players you can start. Bench them all, right? Brandon Cooks is the only one. In terms of the Cardinals, uh, look, you're starting Kyler Murray. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins. The other wide receivers are a little bit more questionable. You're starting Chase Edmonds. He's a PPR monster. Outside of last week, he was a top 25 running back in PPR formats every single week. You're starting him automatically as a top 25, top 24, top 20 play even maybe this week. Actually, I think I have him as, I definitely have him as a top 20 play this week. The other guy you can start though, James Conner. And look, here's your analysis. The Cardinals are playing the Texans who suck against the run. Hashtag analysis. Let's move on to our next start. Zach Ertz. You want some more mental math? Zach Ertz minus Dallas Goddard equals more fantasy points. Who would have thunk? No Max Williams there either, and they were starting to give Max Williams a fairly decent role before he got injured. Icing on the cake. Rams are allowing 17.6 fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. Start Zach Ertz in his first game with Arizona this week. That's enough of that game because there's so few players to analyze and the Cardinals are just going to steamroll the Texans. Sunday night football. Colts at 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is an interesting play this week. This Colts play, this Colts defense is, is prone to letting up big plays on the outside. So Jimmy G might hit Debo on a few. So and, and Debo's top six wide receiver i think right now can't remember exactly where he's at now he's wide receiver five he's a top five wide receiver right now start him he's a must start every single week i don't i don't don't think you can really trust elijah mitchell in your lineup though you're probably gonna have to play him this week because of the bipocalypse i have to this week because of the bipocalypse george kittles on ir obviously brandon iuke you can't play He's on. He's uh, Brandon Ayuk is the most frustrating football player. 
player, excuse me, this year. But on the other side of the ball, you're starting Jonathan Taylor. No questions asked. He's been on fuego. I took French in high school. My Spanish isn't very good. He's been on fire recently. I don't know if you need to start Michael Pittman Jr., though, because of buys, you're probably going to, right? He's wide receiver 30 right now. He's averaging more receptions and targets and yards than DeAndre Hopkins this year, which is just a very baseline, kind of fairly irrelevant stat, but just interesting. I think you can say Carson Wentz, though. Don't chase his his recent success. And even so, right, like, it's only been 18 fantasy points two out of the last three weeks. And not to mention, and then in two of their last three games, San Francisco has held QBs to less than 20 fantasy points. And you want to know who those two quarterbacks were that scored less than 20 fantasy points? Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. Bench Carson Wentz this week. He is not worth starting. Though, in two QB leagues, you're probably going to have to because of apocalypse. So, no need to get Carson Wentz into your lineup in single QB leagues this week, though. Not, Not a great streaming option. Let's move on to Monday night football. And then wrap this thing up with some player props. Saints at Seahawks. Starting Alvin Kamara. I'm laughing because again, when you're on when you're on TikTok so much, right? When you're making content as frequently as we are on TikTok and pumping it out every single day, you, you start to run down the fantasy pages who are also making fantasy football content, right? <laughs> These these pair of pair of pair of friends who are making content. And essentially the concept of the video was you need to buy low on this player. You need to trade for him right now. And the player was Alvin Kamara. Like, no duh, you want the best fantasy talent on your team. But you can't talk about this man like he's like you're gonna get him for chump change. Like you're gonna get him for who's a solid running back two right now that I could pull up. Let me go, let me go look quick. Who's in the who's in that running back two range that you could trade? You'd be like, yeah, let me offer you this and a wide receiver three for Alvin Kamara. Like, do you really think you're gonna get Chase Edmonds, who's is this PPR? This is PPR. Chase Edmonds, who's running back 17 in PPR formats. Heck, let's even up the ante. That's that's too low. Let's up the ante to. Leonard Fournette, who's currently running back 11. You really think you're going to get Leonard Fournette and like Cortland Sutton for Alvin Kamara? No, of course you're not. Of course you're not. And no one's going to sell Alvin Kamara against the Seahawks, the worst run defense in football. So uh, smash play Alvin Kamara. Hold on to him for this week. You may as well. You can bank on him for, for upwards of 20 fantasy points, probably. Jameis Winston is an interesting streamer this week. I don't know if I like I, I like him more than Carson Wentz. I like him more. Uh, who was the other QB we told you to sit? There was somebody else. Or maybe there was, Daniel Jones. I like him more than Daniel Jones this week. I think Jameis could be in for a fairly productive game on Monday Night Football. Uh, and Marquez Callaway is an interesting play, too. Again, I don't think you need to push either of them into your lineup, but if you're desperate for options, I think Jameis and uh, Marcus Callaway are, are solid options. For the Seahawks, this Saints defense is tough. 
right? So you're not starting Gino, nor will you ever. You probably can't, you, you have to start DK Metcalf because of where you drafted him as your wide receiver one. You don't just bench your wide receiver one. We'll see what the status of Alex Collins is. I haven't, I haven't been updated on what his current status is, but I don't think you can, I don't think you need to start him or Rashad Penny. Maybe you do. I mean, if you're like, if you're, if you're that desperate, looks like Alex, oh no, Alex Collins missed practice today. I'd bank on Rashad Penny leading the Seahawks backfield this week. Don't start him. You can also bench Tyler Lockett. Saints are allowing over 40 fantasy points per game to wide receivers, but Tyler Lockett still can't be trusted. It's seemingly like a good matchup. Seemingly. Keyword is seemingly. (laughs) When you look at the fantasy points per game. But it's Tyler Lockett. He's had 29 total fantasy points the past four weeks. That's that's just over seven fantasy points per game. 7.25 fantasy points per game. Bench Tyler Lockett this week. He cannot be trusted in your lineups. I think that covers it for this week's slate of NFL games and our start and sit picks for this week. Let's move on to some player props to close out the episode. These player props are all brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. If you haven't signed up for Thrive Fantasy yet, make sure you do so. They are a a uh, daily fantasy app that allows you to build your lineup with player props. You can choose to take the over or under on specific players. And the over or under is designated a specific amount of points based on the likelihood of it happening. So for example, we're going to talk about our first player prop. Uh, and Jacoby Myers player prop is 60.5 receiving yards this week. So based on the likelihood of that happening, if by analytics, it is less likely to happen if say say Jacoby Myers is more likely to go over the 60.5 receiving mark than the under then you'll probably see the over being at like 95 points and the under being at 105 points it's out of 200 points so the less likely something is to happen the more points is going to be rewarded right cuz the bigger risk the bigger the reward and you can rack up the most points by making the most correct player prop picks to bring home a share of the prize pool Thrive also has house props as well, which you can choose a clump of four players to also put money down on uh, and get a real nice return if all four of your picks hit. So head on over to Thrive Fantasy. You can sign up using the code FELLAS. That's F-E-L-L-A-S. You can sign up, deposit $10, and get a free ticket into Thrive's 50, $50,500 contest tomorrow that's a $20 value first prize 10k go sign up download thrive t-h-r-i-v-e fantasy sign up using the code fellas f-e-l-l-a-s deposit ten dollars get a free ticket into that contest for sunday then you can go use that ten dollars to you know make 110 dollars on these prop picks we're about to give you you can see even more over on our discord fantasy football fellas you can get that link on any of our social medias to join our Discord and see all 10 of our player prop picks for this week. So that's enough of me gabbing about the player props. Let's actually discuss them. I mentioned one already, Jacoby Myers. 
We're going to take him under 60 and a half receiving yards this week. So here's the thing. Hunter Henry has kind of emerged as a more trustworthy target for Mac Jones. I should say more trustworthy. But over the past three weeks, Hunter Henry greater sign Jacoby Myers. And the Patriots, look, they'll probably spread the ball out a little bit more, I guess, a, a tougher than expected uh, Jets secondary. But I think the real thing here is that Damian Harris could be a field day for Damian Harris. This Jets run defense is awful. And that's how it was in week two. Damian Harris just ran all over them, right? So we're going to take uh, we're going to take the under on Jacoby Myers on 60 and a half receiving yards this week. Second prop we're taking. This one just feels like free money, right? If you even want to just go and just put $5 down on this prop bet to, or on prop on this prop, I can't, we can't say bet because it is a daily fantasy app. If you want to just go put $5 down on this prop and get a small amount of return on it, like if you want a guaranteed return, this is the prop to do it on. Cordero Patterson, over 79 and a half combined yards, rushing and receiving. Here are his total yard numbers over the last three games. 102 total yards, 116 total yards, 104 total yards. And you want to know who those defenses were? The Giants, the Washington football team, and the Jets. The Falcons are playing Miami. Miami falls into this exact same category of terrible defenses. Over, smash the over on 79 and a half. That's free money this week. That is free money. Third prop we're taking here. Jalen Hurts, over 297 and a half passing and rushing yards. We are, I am, a Jalen Hurts enthusiast. I I love Jalen Hurts and fantasy football, okay? And Tyler's been saying this in his notes, right? Like, Jalen Hurts is the Walmart Lamar Jackson, and it's true. He really is. When the Raiders face Lamar in week one, too, right? We'll, we'll look at you with the Lamar comparison. When they face the Ravens in week one, when the Raiders face the Ravens in week one, that is. Lamar passed for 235 yards and rushed for 86 yards. That's over 300 yards, 321 to be exact. If the Eagles want to keep pace against an offense that's ready to throw against them, that's ready to run all over them, just like Tampa Bay last week, Jalen Hurston hit the open mark there last week, but that Tampa Bay defense is significantly better than the Raiders defense. They'll need to lean on Hurts and give me the over on 297 and a half total yards passing and rushing that is for Jalen Hurts this week. Jalen Hurts enthusiast, baby. That's me. That's me. Next prop we're taking, Jonathan Taylor over 63. Look, if you just want two picks that are guaranteed locks, Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, we're taking Jonathan Taylor over 63 and a half rushing yards this week. The Colts have figured it out. They figured out Jonathan Taylor is really good at football. He's really good. He should be the leader of our offense. It took you long enough, but hey, you figured it out. Jonathan Taylor's last three outings, 16 attempts for 103 yards, 15 for 53, 14 for 145. And yes, he didn't meet that mark in week five for 53 yards. <coughs> oh, got a tickle in my throat. Excuse me. He didn't meet the mark in week five. He was playing the Ravens. The Colts were just passing all over him, right? Just demolishing him through the air. Jonathan Taylor had 116 reception yards that week. Smash play. Smash that over button on Jonathan Taylor. 63 and a half rushing yards. Over, over over 
And lastly, I hate to do it, but we're taking it again. We're taking the under on Justin Fields, having 214 and a half passing yards. It's, it's a trap. This game's a trap, okay? Because it seems like a favorable matchup against a weak Buccaneer secondary. But Tampa still got a pretty dang good pass rush. We all saw, we've all seen how Justin Field handles pressure. Uh, It's not good, in case you didn't notice. It's not good. He doesn't handle it very well. I just, this game just feels like a nightmare waiting to happen for Chicago. This seems like the game where everybody up in Chicago, just everybody's up in arms afterwards, like, oh, we wasted another pick on Justin Fields. Get Mad Nagy out of here. It just feels like the game where, like, Chicago's going to go up in flames because they just get demolished by the Buccaneers. Let's take the under on Justin Fields having 214 and a half passing yards. And I'll do it of our start-sit Saturday meshed with a week seven preview plus player props. That's a long title. That's not actually going to be the title of this podcast, but doing our best to also make up for the missed podcast that was supposed to come out yesterday that just doesn't exist because we never recorded it. So thanks for tuning into another episode of the fantasy football fellas with me, Lucas, uh, missing Cameron and Tyler, but they will be back on Wednesday with another episode for you. Drop our socials one time here before we leave FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube. We're at 22.2K on TikTok. Go give us a follow over on TikTok. Fantasy Football Fellas there as well. That's all I got for y'all. Have a great rest of your weekend. Best of luck in the week seven by Mageddon of fantasy football of the NFL season. I'll see y'all next week. I mean, I don't maybe I might pop on another weekday episode this week. I don't know. Maybe if things just roll right, but I, I, I doubt that'll be the case. I'm sure Cameron will be back and healthy and just as excited to chat fantasy football with y'all next week. So I will see y'all next weekend. If not sooner, the fantasy football fellas as a whole, we'll see you next Wednesday. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Just me being a dude right now. Just me. The single huge being a dude right now. Dude.